Lord God has given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him who is weary. He awakens me morning by morning. He awakens my ear to hear as the learned. The Lord God has opened my ear, and I was not rebellious, nor did I turn away. Amen. Please be seated. It's good to see every one of you here tonight. Hearing God's voice. Hearing God's voice. For some, it seems like a mystery. How can you truly hear God's voice? You don't hear God's voice with these appendages we have right here. That's not the way to hear him. He speaks to your spirit. And when you were born again, Ezekiel 36, uh, from 25, God gave you a new spirit and a new heart. That's a new spirit. He took the stony heart out of your flesh. He gave you a new spirit. And then he put his spirit in you. So that his spirit is just very close to your spirit. And you can hear him. If you are born again Christian, whether you are born again today or yesterday, you can hear God. We make things so complicated. You heard God? God speak to you? Yeah, Jesus said, you hear him. And he's speaking to us. We just need to tune in to what he's saying. Many times I've been praying, I pray for district, and sometimes I stand there asking, what's going on here? What should I do? And I don't wait to hear somebody shouting at me. I feel, I feel an impression inside, and the voice will do this. And you just obey. So we're here tonight to talk about hearing God's voice, and hearing his voice, and what, does, what that does for you as a Christian. Now, one thing that I realize is most Christians are just satisfied to be Christians, go to church, and do little here and a little there. Please don't buy into that. Jesus expects more. In the, in, in the things of the Spirit, doing more things. We were made for signs and wonders. And until you expect it, you'll never see it. It's a question of believing what God says and acting on it. I have to see a miracle. Let God give me something that seems impossible and help me to believe him for the impossible. If you can handle it, you don't need God. So we're going to God because he's God and we come to him because we're dealing with things that we cannot do anything about unless he helps us. And it's a good place to be. Not a helpless place to be because you are never helpless. But it's a place to be because now you can learn to talk and walk with God. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. And every one of you here tonight, you are born again. So you can hear his voice. No doubt about it. There is no question about that. Jesus cannot lie. You belong to him. I know you're a Christian. So you're a Christian, you can hear his voice. You can hear his voice. Many times I hear prophecy, I've already heard, I know what they're talking about. Because God's already spoken that to me in my spirit. You are a Christian, you can hear his voice. You don't need a pastor to tell you what God's saying. 
you can hear his voice. Because Jesus cannot lie. My sheep hear my voice and they follow me. The key word is follow. Follow. When you hear his voice, and so many times, Jesus talked about following him. Come, follow me, and I'll make you. But you have to follow. When you hear his voice, you'll follow. When you didn't hear, if he spoke to you and you didn't hear him, you won't follow. So you have, he's following him. Jesus talked a lot about following. Because in following him, that's not following. Remember, he is the word of God. So when you follow Jesus, you are all really following his voice. You're hearing his voice. They hear my voice and they follow me, right? That's what Jesus said. You hear his voice and you follow him. It may seem like you're following and you're going to fall off a cliff, but don't worry about it. Because he knows the way. Amen? He knows the way through the wilderness. So we're following him. Now in John chapter 10, the same John chapter 10, where Jesus was talking about his sheep, I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. Now he says, the Jews, they came to him. You have to remember in, in John chapter 9, he had healed the blind man. And the very last words, and remember, they don't have them in chapters, okay? The way they were written initially. No chapters. In the very last verse of chapter 9, Jesus was saying, For this reason I came into the world, that those that are blind might see. And those who see might be made blind. <laughs> that was a tough thing to hear. And the Pharisees said, Have we also blind? And Jesus said, if you were blind, then you see. And so from that, we go into where I am the good shepherd. So it's a continuous thing here. And so in this verse 24, the Pharisees, they want to know about who Jesus really is. And this is important. They said, then the Jews surrounded him. And said to him, in other words, they surrounded him. You can't go anywhere. You've got to tell us today. Surrounding is not staying on one side. They enclosed him. You've got to tell us something. They surrounded him and said to him, How long do you keep us in doubt? How long do you keep us in doubt? Doubting. If you are the Christ, Tell us plainly. Tell us plainly. We want to know if you are the Christ. Because we are looking for the Christ. And if you are the Christ, we need to know. Make it clear to us. He's done that several times. But this is how Jesus said, I told you. And you do, do not believe. Notice the word believe. I told you. And you do not believe. Then he says, the works, not just telling you, but the works, the miracles that I've done, no one has ever done that among you. And in John chapter 9, the man said, it's never been done from the beginning of the world. 
it's never been heard that somebody, a prophet or any man, opened the eyes of a blind man. How can you say he is not from God? How? So Jesus is telling them, I told you, and you do not believe. The works, those miracles that I do. Remember the blind man, he was born blind. So we are in the same place. The works that I do in my father's name, they bear witness of me. Not just me telling you, you've seen the works. But again, we go back. You do not believe. Because you are not my sheep. As I said to you, my sheep hear my voice and I know them. And guess what again? And they follow me. They follow me. See, the key word there is belief. Two times, he says, the works, you didn't believe it. What I told you, you didn't believe. If you are not believing the word, let me tell you, God cannot speak to you and you not believe. If you hear his voice, you will believe. Moses had never seen God before, heard about him, but when he saw God at the burning bush, he knew. That was God. When you are convinced this is God, you believe. So believing is the key. If you are not believing, you are not hearing his voice. You got to believe is what he's saying to you. Believing. And when you believe, you heed. That's the word follow. Believing means you follow. Hearing, he's heeding what he says to you. Here, it's not this, I heard, I, I just heard you. No, you hear in your spirit and the power goes with the voice and makes you act on it. Remember what it says in Ezekiel chapter 36 Verse 27, he says, I will put my spirit in you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Not maybe, you will. When you hear his voice in your spirit, you are empowered to act on it. When you don't act on it, you haven't heard him. You haven't really heard him. But he said, my sheep hear my voice. I mean to say, God, please, I want to hear. I want to do things. I'm not going to be satisfied by just sitting in church. I want to see signs and wonders. I want to pray for the sick. I want to see the blind see. You don't have to be a pastor. You're a sheep. And that's where we're going. If you hear his voice, you do miracles. If you hesitate from that, you're not listening to him. Because... We were born for signs and wonders. It's true. We hear his voice. Jesus in Mark chapter 4 says, Watch how you hear. Take heed what you hear. 
For with the same measure you use, so we're talking about hearing. We talked about this the last time. The same measure you use, that's why he says in Proverbs chapter 4 verse 20, My son, pay attention to my words. Attend to my words. Let them not depart from your eyes. So, you know, I, I can quote some scriptures, but I finally realized I just didn't know, I don't have to just quote it. I write them down and I open the Bible. I can quote it, but I can read, I have to see it with my eyes. He says, keep them in the midst of your heart. Keep them. This book of the Lord shall not depart from your mouth, right? The book, I've got to look at the book. Just let them not depart from your eyes. So God knew we would be reading books, right? He wants us to see it with our eyes. And then you speak it with your mouth. And you hear yourself speaking God's word into your spirit. And it becomes a part of you. And you hear his voice. That's how we hear God's voice. Otherwise, it's just a religious thing. We are in a fight. And God is on our side. And if God be for us, who can be against us? We are in a fight. You can change, start beginning tonight. You can start changing things in your life by believing and speaking what God says. And hearing his voice in return. Because this is his voice on paper. Amen. And you can hear the voice in your spirit as well. He says, we, the measure you, you use, it will be measured back to you. And then he says, and to you who hear. So the measure is talking about how much you are paying attention to the word of God. That's you tonight. You want to hear the word. I wait to hear the word. I'd like somebody to challenge me to believe what God says. And act on it. Because nothing remains the same when God comes into it and the word comes. I've got to believe the word against what I see with my eyes. I've got to believe God against what's happening right before me and refuse to be discouraged because I know God cannot lie. God is clear in his word. God is not a man that he should lie. You know, is he, no, is he a son of man that he should repent? If he said he's going to do it, if he has spoken, he's going to make his word good. So I've got to depend on that. And then that, the word after that, it says, God has given me the commandment to bless. They are blessed, and I cannot reverse it. So that's the issue here. Hearing God's word. You know, the Bible says the entrance into God's word brings light. And remember this. In the creation, the Bible says in the, in, in the world where God created the earth, created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was without form and darkness was in the midst of the deep. What was the first thing that was created? Light. Light. And how was light created? God spoke it. Let there be light. The word goes and there's light. The word of God is light. 
And light is the beginning of order. Once there is light, you can see the disorder and you can fix it. Once you get God's word, the entrance into God's word gives light. He makes the simple wise. So things can be fixed. He's the word. Hearing what God says. In your heart, there is the preparation of the heart. So that God can speak. And guess what prepares the heart? The word of God. And so you can hear that rhema. Rhema, word of God. And that's Paul says in Ephesians chapter 1. I never cease to pray for you. That God will give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The, eye, the eyes of your understanding being enlightened. So the word gives light. And so Jesus says this in Matthew chapter 6. The lamp of the body is the eye. What eye? These eyes? Yeah, that's for your body. But the eye of your spirit. And your spirit, the food for your spirit is not that. It's the word of God. And the Bible says, if your eye is single, your body is going to be full of light. And if your, light, your eye is good. But if your eye is bad, the body is going to be full of darkness. And Jesus said, if the light that you say you have is darkness, how great is that darkness? So the word is what gives light. The word of God. When God speaks into your situation, that situation, if it was bad, is over. Something new has come. God sent his word to the earth in human form, Jesus. And that's the way God deals with everything. He sends his word. So my son, attend to my words. He says, let them not depart from your eyes. Hide them in the midst of your heart. They are medicine to those who find. Heal your body. It's the word of God. Now, why is it important that we hear God's voice? Why? I think no man will rise above the voice of God that he's hearing or she's hearing. You can never rise above that. In your Christian walk, whether it's what you do or what God's doing through you, you can rise above that. You know, in John, in, in, um, in uh, John chapter 14, verse 12, Jesus says this, most assuredly, I say to you, or verily, verily, the way we put it, I say to you, he who believes in me, how many believers you have here tonight? Wonderful. He who believes in me, the works, what is he talking about? Works, miracles, signs, wonders, the works that I do, he will do also. He will. You may not be doing it now, but you will. Say with me, I will. Do you really mean that? I will. He who believes in me. How many believers? 
Everyone is a believer. So you can. And Jesus cannot lie. The miracles that I do, did he say you have to be an old Christian, you've been saved for 10 years, 20 years, and really experienced in the word? No. He who believes. He who believes. Not he who believes yesterday. He who believes now. The works that I do, he'll do also. And greater works than these, he will do. Because I go to my Father. And whatever you ask in my name, that I may do, right? I will do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. And in this verse, Jesus said, if you ask anything, I'll do it. I'll do it. So, if you are going to do what Jesus did, and greater works, you have to find out how Jesus did it. How was he able to do the things that he did? That's where we're coming to with the fact of Hearing what you hear from the Father through Jesus, what you hear. In John chapter 5, verse 19, and we'll read verse 30, it says, Then Jesus answered and said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, the Son can do nothing of himself. Nothing means nothing. Jesus says the Son of God cannot do anything by himself. The Son can do nothing of himself. But what he sees the Father do. You Sometimes I used to wonder, how can I see God doing something? You got the book? Some fellow said, there's no way anyone can ever know. How can you ever know exactly what God's will is for your life? Really? Buy the book. Why don't you buy the book? Read the book. God's will is here for your life. Read the book. If you want to see what the Father did with the blind why don't you see through the book what Jesus did? You want to see him literally? He may give that to you, but most of the time you have to walk by faith, right? God the Father wasn't appearing before Jesus. He's there in the book. He says, whatever I see the Father do, that's what I'm doing. I see how Jesus healed the sick. I'm going to do it. You read the book, you put it in your heart, you act on it. You saw how he healed the deaf. You act the same way, in faith. Trust him because Jesus is said, whatever, if you are a believer, what I do, you can do also. And he, he didn't lie to us. So I can do it. Set my mind apart, put my mind and my fears aside. And he said, well, Jesus said it and he can't lie. I'm going to do it. Let me try it. 
What I see my father do. Notice what it said. The son can do nothing by himself. Nothing means nothing. He can't do anything. That's what Jesus is saying. I'm totally powerless until I see my father doing it and I do just what he's doing. And it works. So he was explaining to them how he was doing the miracles and they didn't get it. I think after a while the apostles got it because they sent them out and they did what they saw Jesus doing. They did exactly the same. Get beautiful. Peter says, look on us, right? (laughs) Is it silver and gold we don't have? But we know we have the words of Jesus. And we're going to give you healing. A preacher said, many Christians, they say, silver and gold I don't have. And such as I have, they don't have that either. So he tells us very clearly, but what he sees the father do, for whatever he does, the son does in how? Like manner. Read the book. Spend time with it until you get it. How he did it. And then look for your opportunity. You see somebody suffering, you've read that book, and then act on it. And then let me tell you something. God watches over his word to perform it. Especially when you have been in that book and you've come to the place where you've gone to try and see what God says. He'll make sure that word doesn't fall to the ground. I realize that. I realize that. And then I've shared here before, first time, I prayed, you know, in a crowd, a lot of people got healed. But when they brought a deaf person to me, and said to me before the congregation, completely deaf, uh, everybody sitting waiting for it to happen. I remember what I read in the scriptures that Jesus put his fingers in, the, in, in their ear and spoke to the ear and commanded the deaf spirit to leave. I've said that here before. So I did no feeling. I have no feeling. But I wasn't afraid. I knew God would not fail. I knew it wouldn't fail. Same thing with baptism in the Holy Spirit. I learned to a point. I said, okay, God, what do I do? He told me very clearly, you pray with them. If they believe, tell them to join you, and they will have their prayer language. And I tried it. It worked. It worked. First one, it worked. He, he watches you. His word cannot fail. Get rid of your fear. Because you were not born again with the spirit of fear. God, we did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear. That's Romans chapter 8, verse 15, right there. So what you, see, what you saw the father do, that's what he's doing. He completes, I put my finger in that woman's ear, and I knew everybody was watching. And that was my first one doing that stuff. And I commanded that spirit to leave deaf ear. And then I took my finger off to allow the demon to go out. And, and, and she heard. It was instant. Instantly ears were open. But that's not because I was a pastor. I wasn't a pastor then. Every Christian can do this. And not just in, in the area of miracles. 
do all the things. Write down what the scripture says concerning your situation and start believing God for it. You don't have to talk to people. What you're doing is between you and your father until he gives you the opportunity to experiment and do what Jesus, what God has been showing you. He's going to provide that if you're serious about it. He's going to get you to a place where you're cornered and you can't go anywhere. You have to do it. Amen. So this is what he said. In verse 30, he repeats the same thing. I can of myself do what? Nothing. How can he say that? He was the son of God. Yeah, we know that. But he said himself, I can of myself do what? Nothing. So if he's depending on his father to do with, walk with him, I want to see how he's connecting with the father because he was saying, I'm just a man just like the rest of you. And I have to stay with my father, hear his voice, and do what he's saying. First I, see, I watch him to see what he's doing, and I do the same thing. It's right there. It's written for us in scriptures to follow. Amen? We act on it. My sheep hear my voice. You don't have to. I'm not more righteous because I prayed for somebody and they got healed. No. It wasn't me. It was the word that healed them. I can of myself do nothing as I hear. You see what I'm saying? As I hear, as I'm hearing, as I hear, I judge, and my judgment is right, because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent me. Just to complete that, John chapter uh, 14, verse 10, it says, Do you not believe that I am in the Father, and the Father is in me? It's a good question. I think verse, uh, John 14, verse 20, Jesus said, At that day you will know. How many know? At that day you will know that I am in the Father, the Father in me, you in me, and I in you. Did he mean what he's saying? So if he's in the Father, and you are in him, and he is in you, where is the Father? Out there in outer space, according to the scripture, he's in you. In your spirit. I will put my spirit in you, right? Don't ask me how that is. I don't know. But God can't lie. He can't lie. So you listen to his voice. What's going on, God? He'll speak to you. If you really want to hear. He'll speak to you. When you're confused, ask. That's why I said, get a pen and a, a, a book. I have a book I carry around with me sometimes. I have scriptures there. Write. He says, do, not, do you not believe that I am in the Father and the Father is in me? The words that I speak to you, I do not speak on my own authority. He is the one speaking it. But not in his own authority. 
But the Father who dwells in me does the works. What works is he talking about? Miracles. So when he does a miracle, it's because he's heard his Father. Jesus really, he did exactly this. And you can find that in Mark 11, 11. This was, Mark 11 was when Jesus, they had the triumphant entry. Jesus went into Jerusalem. Everybody was excited. One night. Uh, and uh, he went in there. In Mark 11, uh, verse 11, it says, And Jesus went into Jerusalem and into the temple. This was about feast time. So when he had looked around at all things, at the hour, as the hour was already late, he went out to Bethany with the twelve. This was when, you know, he was coming back again the next, he crossed the tree, you know. Yeah. But he actually saw everything that was going on, all the activities. He saw everything going on there and just looked around and did absolutely nothing. He went back home. But then the next day, he came back to the temple. He came back. Verse 15, Mark 11. And so, so we're dealing with the same chapter. So now he's come back. So they came to Jerusalem. Then Jesus went into the temple and began to drive out those that bought and sold. Why didn't he do it the night before? His father wasn't doing that. Amen? His father wasn't doing it. He just looked around, saw what was going on, did absolutely nothing. Because he didn't see his father, he never heard do something about it. But the next day, as soon as he got in, he got his whip. And started driving everybody out. He listened to his father. There are certain things that Jesus did that were kind of, now we understand, but, but if you were there, it didn't make sense. He loved Lazarus, John 11. And then he was told, your friend Lazarus is sick. And Jesus said, this sickness is not unto death. And he stayed in the same place for two days and never went. In our time, he says, he knew he could heal the man, right? That's what you thought. But he told you, I can't do it. I have to hear from my father. Right? And remember at the grave, he said, Father, I'm praying to you because of these people saying, standing here. I shouldn't have done this. I know you've heard me. When did he pray? So these are some of the things that we have to understand from the word of God. And realize that God wants us to walk close to him and listen to his word. But that's what he did. He went there and he drove them out. So the way to walk with God is to hear his voice. Hide it in your heart until God gives you. I, I was looking at something he says. Walk on it until you believe to the point of action. Where God says, now, go ahead and do it. But hear his voice. I'm going to close with this. 
when you share his voice, guess where he, you, and you follow him, guess where he's taking you to? Green pastures. Green pastures. If you follow, if you've really heard him, you came but follow. And when you follow, pastures. And that's what it says in John, in John 10. You go into his pasture. John 10 verse 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved. And will go in and out and find what? And find pastures. When you follow him, he's leading you, like I said on Sunday, into green pastures. Where you, he makes me to lie down in green pastures. Rest, living not pasture pastures. So you roll around and everything is green. Nothing is dry. Amen. I like that. Nothing is dry. And when it's dry, I can call on God and say, This doesn't look like your word. I'm supposed to have green. Amen. Stand up with me tonight. We close. <laughs> I'm believing God. That's why I'm going through these messages I've been doing recently. Because I want things to change for your life and my life. It's knowing the way of the Lord. And not going to church. That's okay. But I've got to see God do something different in my life. If you don't, you lose the fire. Because it becomes routine. It's nothing to be excited about. I don't want that for my life and I don't want that for you. So I'm believing God for exciting times to come to our church and everyone that's a part of the church. And you doing signs and wonders. and You can do it. I know you can. Try it. I know you can. Or if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, you have the anointing in you. You already have. The anointing is the anointing. You have the Christ in you. You invoke his name and you invoke the Christ, the anointing. And sometimes I'll come with a message when they, when they prayed. I know we pray in the name of Jesus, but you look over and over again. They say, they say in the name of Jesus, the Christ. They go together. Because you bring in the anointing, the anointed one, and you speak on his behalf. He's the Savior. Tonight, let's understand. that the government is on his shoulder. That's what Isaiah chapter 9 tells us. But the Bible says he is the head of the church. But the government is not on the head. On the shoulder. And the scripture says, he will make known to principalities 
empowered the wisdom of God by the church. It's you. There's more to your faith than we realize. And I want want to break out of that kind of normal routine and let God walk in my life and you walk in your life too. The government shall be upon his shoulders. He is the head. And we are the body. Ephesians chapter 1. The fullness of him that fills all in all. We are the fullness of him that fills everything. He's depending on us. We got to stand by his word. Amen. Would you lift your hands up to him tonight. And thank him for the difference. That's already coming into your life. I speak that by faith in Jesus' name. There is something happening in your life right now. There is a new anointing in your life. A new desire for God coming to you. It's no longer routine. Because you're here this Wednesday night. No longer routine. You're drawing close to God. And you want to see the finger of God at work in your life. The finger of God at work in your life. May you stretch us, O God, in Jesus' name. Stretch us, O Father, to believe you for more in the name of Jesus. Stretch us. And God, thank you for your word that will not return to you void. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Would you turn around, greet your friend, the brother, and tell them how much you love them in Christ. <laughs>